Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, this is the episode of The Roman Show for the week of April 10th. This week we welcome the directors of Lucha Mexico, which is streaming right now on Netflix. This plus much more coming up on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Blind. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Well, welcome everyone. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman, alongside the dashing one, George Alonzo. We are back. We are away for some time, enjoying WrestleMania weekend. How did you do after the hangover? And I think they caught you around uh, Orlando Street. Uh, what were you wearing? Trunks? What were you wearing? A Speedo? Or a bong? They were Zumbas. Get it right. And number two... You know, I never had hangovers. As a matter of fact, I'm now enjoying my caramel peanut margarita here. So don't worry about it. Everything's all good and dashing good. Well, absolutely. Uh, your nonsense always follows through here on the Roman show. But we'll be speaking some more about what occurred at WrestleMania 33. It's over. It's in the books. We were out there. Uh, in fact, we had a great barbecue prior to the actual show. We were live streaming that uh, on our Facebook page. And uh, do you remember the place? Uh, the, not really. God, I'm trying to. God, Lee, now you caught me off guard with uh, put, asking for a place. Uh, I remember anything. Those are the Jaeger talking. All right. Either way, guys, I'd like to invite everyone. Titan FC returns to action May 19th at the Pembroke Pine Center. You want to get your tickets right now on Ticketmaster.com. That's Titan FC. They'll be having two titles on the line. Great mixed martial arts action. I'll be announcing May 19th, Pembroke Pine Center. Titanfighting.com is the website to check it out. And we always talk about it, but you got to make sure you wear it. That's before, during, and after. Athlon Rub. Visit them right now. AthlonRub.com is the best thing you can wear. George was at the night before uh, WrestleMania to prepare uh, all that action he had on the street. Actually, yeah. I, it worked very well. So... I'm now relaxed due to it, so thank you, Athlon Rub. There you go, AthlonRub.com. Check it out right now as we speak. Now, George, it's, it's been about a week now, but it's time to open the Dashing One Inbox. You've got mail. So I have this email from Anthony saying, do strawberries work with the women? Man, in your case, Anthony, I will only give peanuts to represent you while I give them the the actual bananas. So leave the big fruit for me. And there you have it. If you need love advice or just life on your person or or advice on your personal life, send us an email, info at theromanshow.com. And the dashing one 
We'll share his, his advice right here on The Roman Show. And if you ever want to leave us a message, 786-942-9424 is the number you need to call to leave us a voice message, and we will play it right here on the program. During the WrestleMania uh, weekend, we had a great opportunity to visit some great locations, including the shenanigans party up at the pub at uh, Orlando and I don't even want to get into details, but it was a lot of fun. All I can tell you is we recorded a lot of interviews. You can check it out on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash rroman0201. We spoke to Blumini, Al Snow, ODB was there too in the house, talking about her food truck, meet and greet. Get it? Meet and greet? <laughs> yeah, now I get it. I, I, I actually now, that's a good one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, meet, meet and greet. That That's actually a nice swerve. I like it. That's cool. Well, check out that interview right now, youtube.com forward slash rromano201, ODB, Al Snow, and uh, Blue Mini. And we're going to be at the uh, Florida Supercon Retro this weekend on Saturday. So we'll be speaking perhaps to some of the guys out there. you got Booker T, uh, Gangrel, now WWE Hall of Fame inductee, or, or who's already been inducted, actually, Teddy Long. Mm-hmm. I heard uh, Leva Bates. Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, you know, the list goes on. Uh, Alex Chamberlain, the return of Supercon Wrestling. Uh, so it's a lot of things happening all at once. It's definitely something you should go watch and, and be part of. That's right. The Florida Supercon the Retro. Check them out right now. Tickets are on sale as we speak. FloridaSupercon.com is the website. We're going to talk some pro wrestling in our segment that we like to call Reality Check. Well, George, WrestleMania is in the books. We had a lot of fun, of course. We don't want to talk too much about it because, you know, it already happened. But what was your favorite moment? WrestleMania, good good question. Um, the return of the Hardys, actually. I, I have to say the return of the Hardys, just the electricity that was happening in the stadium was just enormous and it, it was fantastic. Like, my emotions just went up the roof. So, uh, yeah, I definitely have to say the return of the Hardys. I'm going to have to go with the retirement, or presumed retirement, of The Undertaker as he took off his gloves, hat, or cap, or whatever you want to call it, uh, and coat, and left it in the middle of the ring. In fact, he left it about 30, 40 minutes after the show to pay respect to the icon, the living legend of The Undertaker, which he has not come on and spoken and said anything about it, but pretty much it's in the book. The man did retire. Yeah, it, it, this was something everyone was already noticing going into WrestleMania. Uh, that he, he was noticed in pain since the Royal Rumble. So people were already predicting that this retirement was going to be set and it happened. Uh, some people were not accepting it. Some people were. So obviously the people who weren't accepting it, we saw both live that there were people walking out of the stadium by the time the three count hit the, the, the cameras. So basically I have to say is uh, it, it was an emotional moment during that time. So I have to say it, it wasn't my favorite, but it was definitely top Ric Flair emotional retirement. You know you know what I mean? And how ironic it was in that very same building. Ric Flair also retired there uh, when he wrestled Shawn Michaels. So you got two legends that wrestled uh, their last match in that building for the WWE because Ric Flair went later and wrestled for TNA. Yep. Uh, 
to, I still don't count that TNA run as an actual run, though, because it was more like a, a kind of a managerial role that he held in TNA. He was uh, managing, I believe, the 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 Million Dollar Club or whatever they were calling themselves, uh, and they ended up being like uh, he was the the leader, like the Four Horsemen. They were the Four Horsemen of TNA. And he wasn't rarely working. He was working more. He wrestled. There was a time with him and Hogan two squared off, remember? Yeah, but he only wrestled twice, if I recall. It was one time against McFoley and then the other time against Hogan. But that was about it. So, really, in reality, did you really count how many times, uh, you know, that, that technically... That you wrestled, I don't really consider it a run. I considered it more a managerial role in TNA. Well, either way, I could tell you this. Two of those two legends uh, retired in that same building. But WrestleMania overall was very good, very fun, lots of surprises. But now it's time to kick into gear and let's talk about what is presently going on. And let's get straight to the point. One topic that has been hot on social media, George, is the absence of commentator... Mauro Ronaldo. We, we, we don't know exactly what happened. He's been missing in action. WWE hasn't really come out officially uh, and said, okay, Mauro no longer works for the WWE. But there are hints online, including his Twitter feed, that mentions nothing about WWE and more about his uh, contract or workings with Showtime and unboxing um, and, and other uh, MMA promotions as well. But it, it seems to be that... JBL, his colleague, hasn't played a role in this by bullying. Now, we don't know the full scoop, but CBS Sports did write an article about the whole situation. But this is pretty unfortunate, and a lot of folks on social media, on the Internet, have signed a petition calling for the firing of JBL. Now, there have been talks that JBL is a bully. Justin Roberts, in his book, was quoted saying that apparently they stole his passport. Uh, and, and this was all because of JBL's calling. Here's the thing. There's a lot of um, fingers being pointed. Uh, and it's kind of a situation where it's like uh, you you don't know if it's true or not because uh, JBL, no one has been able to prove in the fact that JBL is this bully. You know, sometimes, you know, a person just doesn't like someone else and that's automatically labeling you as a bully. That doesn't label you like a bully, in my opinion, just because you don't like him. Hey, you're being honest. You're being truthful. Hey, you don't like the guy. Uh, now, you know, for their non-working relationship in the WWE, and I'm talking about JBL with Mauro, you know, of course, to each his own. Uh, you know, you don't bring your problems to the workplace. And it ended up being what it is. Uh, you know, Morrow left uh, or fired or quit or whatever you want to call it. Then JBL's being labeled as this bully. It's, I, I don't know what to tell you I because I don't know any facts in any of this. I'm not going to call JBL bully because I don't know. And Morrow, I guess, has a right to because he was there. So, But Morrow was a great addition to the WWE when he was there. Morrow was great. I, I, to me, he was like a modern Joey Styles. You know, the, the guy was phenomenal. He knew the moves. It's not like he just sugarcoated things and make it more about the storyline. He caught the shots like a commentator is supposed to do in pro wrestling. 
As a matter of fact, when he uh, commentated with Daniel Bryan on the Cruiserweight Classic, it was some phenomenal work on the commentary table. I'm not doubting that. He was he was phenomenal. Now, it, it, does it suck? Yes. But does it suck for Morrow? Probably not, because now he doesn't have to deal with the situation that he was dealing with. So, in reality, what do I know? I can't really label JBL bully, because I don't know. Well, let's hope and see as this story develops. And, you know, for some reason, we don't see JBL in the WWE. I think we got our answer. Uh, either way, let's uh, switch gears here, and let's talk about this drunken uh, tirade or this drunken rant that Alberto Del Rio, who's now with Impact Wrestling, former WWE champion, went on Periscope. That guy lost it. You know, he goes by the name of Patron, but I think he had too much Patron that night because him and Paige were on just ranting about Triple H and the former company that he used to work with, which was WWE, of course. And he also called out uh, saying that the company was interested in him bringing him back, which in the end turned out to be true. He was not lying. But... You know, we love Alberto. We've spoken to Alberto a couple of times here on the show. He's a very nice man. I know he's gone through a lot of stuff, especially with Paige and all of that. But you're playing with a double-edged sword here, you know. And this is potentially a guy that he should be in the WWE Hall of Fame at one point. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, as a matter of fact, Alberto Del Rio was is one of the best Hispanic wrestlers ever to come across from Mexico over to the United States. Uh, as a matter of fact, he started off his career as Dos Caras Jr. Uh, and came over to the United States and decided um, uh, to unmask when Vince McMahon first hired him with the WWE. That man has... And here's the cool thing. He didn't even go through developmental. He skipped developmental and came straight to the main roster. That's something a lot of people don't know. But basically, Alberto Del Rio is definitely the face of Hispanic wrestling. You know, he he did his, his work very well, continues to do his work very well in the independence when he is booked. But sometimes he goes that little overboard and kind of questions his his image when he does those videos of the drunken videos and all that stuff. So it, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. You don't know which side you're going to get. I mean, they're very entertaining, don't get me wrong, but just some of the things that he says, and he's such a great talent. He really, truly is. Alberto Del Rio is a really great talent and, and, and deserves to be out there uh, with the top, with the elite. And not, not to take anything away from Impact Wrestling, but he deserves to be in the E. The guy has great talent. He's good at what he does. Yeah, of course. He, he, he wouldn't be in this business for this long. The wrestling business is in his blood, Mr. Roman, from his father all the way down to himself. It's in his blood. He knows what he's doing. He, on top of that, he even, he even uh, you know, went as far as training in MMA at one time. The man knows what he's doing. I, and now he's owning a restaurant, from what I believe. Uh, he's an active MMA fan. And as a matter of fact, he's even getting Paige into MMA herself, like training. Not not to say, hey, go do a fight, but like he's training her. So he knows what he's doing. He has a great mind for this business. Uh, as a matter of fact, on June the 10th, you could catch him at the SWF, uh, roll the dice up in New Jersey. Uh, tickets are already on sale. They, uh, they announced the sale date today. But basically, it'll be Alberto Del Rio versus... Uh, Pentagon Cerro Miedo in the main event, and that's a huge dream match. So what I'm saying is, basically, he's the face, 
He knows what he's doing. We'll see. Let's see what happens. Yeah, Alberto is the uh, El Patron. He is the manager or, or the face or president of Combate Americas, which uh, on the program next week will have Roman Salazar who will be main eventing that card, and that will be on UFC Fight Pass. But it, it's pretty sad to see that. And, and, I mean, again, he has a lot of pressure. The page incident with the whole leaked um, sex tapes and so far, so much. And they're, they're going to get married now. There's a lot of, a lot of stress for, for, for Alberto. Uh, hopefully he shapes up and, uh, you know, turns things around. But speaking about Mexicans, speaking about Hispanics, Lucha Mexico is a documentary featuring several Mexican luchadors, including Shocker, Perro Aguayo, who passed away recently. These guys show up in this documentary, and they follow them step to step, from beginning to top, what got them into the business, how the people react to them, and so much more. You can check the documentary out right now on Netflix, streaming. Have you seen it, by the way? No, I haven't had a chance. You better get your ass and see it, man. Uh, now I will. I'm telling you, it is absolutely amazing. And one thing that I noticed, George, and I tell this to the your directors who will be joining in just a few here on the program as we pre-recorded this interview, but is... You know, here in the States, you remember what happened in WrestleMania? There were some fans outside of the hotel. They called the cops. They kicked them out. Well, in Mexico, it's a little bit different with the pro wrestlers over there or the luchadors. They actually stop and they take pictures and sign uh, your T-shirt or, or whatever it is. They sign it. They don't they have a big deal. They don't give you any attitude. The luchadors are more than happy to greet and speak to the fans. And I've seen this myself on a personal level when I went to Mexico and saw the Lucha Libre at the uh, the Ciudad de Mexico in, in, in Mexico City, uh, and, and I gotta tell you, in Arena Mexico, which is considered the cathedral of uh, lucha libre, and it's completely different. You will notice this in Lucha Mexico, the documentary streaming right now on Netflix. Coming up next on the Roman Show, the directors of Lucha Mexico, which by the way they're working on a part two. Oh Jesus, talking about fast action, but I I need to catch up on part one at least. You better get your ass and hurry up and watch the Netflix stream. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm going to start watching it once we're done. You don't bootleg the Netflix. Oh, trust me. I, this dashing one doesn't do any bootleg. If anything, people bootleg me trying to be like me. All right. Coming up next, the directors of Lucha Mexico right now on The Roman Show. Monster Energy Fort Rock returns to JetBlue Park April 29th and 30th with Jeff Leppard. Soundgarden. Also featuring a perfect circle, Mastodon, Chevelle, Hopper Roach, Caesar, Three Days Grace, Alter Bridge, The Pretty Reckless, Highly Suspect, In This Moment, Nothing More, and The Return of the Offspring. Monster Energy Fort Rock, South Florida's biggest rock experience. Over 25 bands, two days of non-stop rock and roll. Tickets are on sale now. Go to FortRockFestival.com for GA and VIP tickets, hotel options, and more. Fort Rock, fueled by Monster Energy Drink. Well, everyone, thanks so much for joining us on the Roman Show with all the WrestleMania festivities pretty much under wraps. It's time to get things 
and kick things up to gear. And uh, here's a really, really great documentary I want to advise you guys to watch. It's currently right now on Netflix and available in the United States and in Canada. But Lucha Mexico. You need to watch this stuff. It's, it's amazing. I had an opportunity to go to Mexico myself and go to Arena Mexico and see the fans, how different they are. Uh, compared to the United States and heck, even in Japan, I've seen wrestling in Japan. But it's an honor for us right here at the Roman Show to have the directors of the of the documentary, Alex Hammond and Ian Markowitz. Alex, Ian, thanks so much for joining us on the Roman Show. Thank you. Happy to be here with yeah, you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Alex and uh, Ian. So first and foremost, let's set the picture here for the the, the folks listening to the show. Lucha Mexico. How, how long? was the filming of this documentary because along the time span you had two uh, two of the wrestlers, one of them being El Perraguayo who passed away uh, during this filming. You, you follow great guys like El Shocker. Uh, these are great, well-known names in Mexico and also here in the United States. So how long was the filming and how did it all come about? Well, we, you know, we started with research uh a few years back. The actual filming probably took place over about five years. Um, the, the thing is, you know, we, we did another film in the middle, so it kind of stretched the amount of time we would have spent maybe normally, but at the same time, you know, uh, things like Peril Bio dying, obviously that was something we had to really address, and that made it, you know, something it took more time, too. Uh, it, it, you know, the, the film kind of came about uh, over... Over a bit of time, it wasn't something that we, you know, you can't just jump in and say I want to make a film about Lucha Libre and everybody, you know, just gets on board. These are masked wrestlers, and and it, wrestling is very secretive. So we, it took a long time just to get to the point where we were really shooting, you know. And going through all this, uh, you had to travel all over Mexico as well because, I mean, different areas, different cities, uh, they have the different fan base. Can you let us know a little bit about that? Mexico, they live such a secretive life, but you guys were able to go in there and follow them step by step from the morning they got up all the way to the time they went to sleep. I, was that a challenge? <laughs>
you know, comes in with a big network behind us. We were independent filmmakers, and, but, you know, they saw that we were coming back, you know, and again over the years. And, um, of course, Nene Shopper, who had no mask, really helped. I mean, and not only was that helpful, but also he was a great, you know, personality, as you know. He let us come in to his lives, and, and, and he trusted us to be with him. And then there's Blue Seaman that's a little bit, more secretive, I guess you'd say, but he still opened up. And I mean, we really got lucky, I have to say, because we got to meet so many different types of wrestlers. And that was, that was, you know, again, not many people get to, to experience that. And what prompted you guys to, to look and make this documentary on Lucha Libre? I mean, who, how did it all come about? Are you guys professional wrestling fans as well? Uh, I definitely am. I've been a fan since I was a kid. Um, I was not a fan before. <laughs> so so the, the thing is, is that I, I you know, I obviously, cause, you know, I'm from the U.S., WWF, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, WWE, you know, so that, that's the thing I grew up with. Um, but I had seen, you know, like some of the Lucha movies on TV, and then I saw Lucha Libre on the Spanish channel, uh, and it was something that always interested me. And I wanted to make a wrestling film that was kind of different than a lot of what you see that show wrestling, maybe from a more inside perspective and more the way they perceive themselves. Something that was, you know, different than the wrestling films we've had in the past. And uh, I wanted Lucha to be part of it because I think that is a significant part of the business. And a lot of guys in the U.S. go there and they work, they rehab, or they build up their career when they're young or whatever. And there was a point where Alex and I were working on another project, and I said, you know, you because she's Mexican, um, her mother's family's from Mexico, I thought she would be interested in Lucha Libre, and I showed it to her, and, you know, as I say to everybody, like, all of a sudden, it just took over, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, the first moment I saw the the, the match, well, it was on a TV, of course, and I knew about Lucha. It's not like I didn't know anything about it, but for some reason, just, it never permeated my world, and um, I saw it, I told the I said, don't make your American film, make a Mexican Lucha film, I'll help you, I want to be part of it, I want to know what, what, who are these people behind the mask? Um, and so we went down to Mexico, and it was really like just going to a show that, that really made it solidify that this was something I wanted to, to get into. And, and it was a subject, of course, that was so visual and, and fascinating and, char- you know, so many different characters. So I was, this was going to make a great movie. Um, and, of course, now I'm a huge fan, and I get so excited every time I'm there. I mean, it's, it's not – it never gets old. <laughs> You know, one thing I noticed from 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 watching uh, Lucha Mexico, and and it's so funny. I was there last year actually, that I checked out um, live Lucha Libre. So I know all the excitement and how crazy people get out there, and 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 those beers they have Chile Chile they have hot chili on uh, on the rim of the cup. I don't know how they drink that stuff, but <laughs> yeah, I, I have no no clue how they do that, but. One thing that really got to me is how humble these pro wrestlers are. And, and I don't want to call out names here, but, you know, you got some wrestlers here in the United States, and when you see them, they just turn around and they don't want to take a picture or sign your autograph. But these guys are so humble, especially Shocker, who owned that, the, the restaurant, and he's working in his restaurant, and he's taking pictures and signing autographs. It, 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 it sees the difference in, uh, in the wrestlers and the fans in Mexico compared here to the States. Yeah, well, actually, this is something we talk about a lot, and it's something I've brought up, because having been a wrestling fan for a lot of years, and gone, I've gone to tons of shows in the U.S., uh, and now tons of shows in Mexico, and there's a world of difference in the sense that, you know, 
if you go to a show in the U.S., there's like a there's a real barrier between you and the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can go to the meet and greets for certain events, but more often than not, meeting the wrestlers. And I've also met wrestlers outside of the context of the show and and in other instances because I grew up in Stanford, Connecticut, uh, around Stanford, Connecticut, where mm-hmm. WWE has the headquarters. Sure. And it's like you meet these guys sometimes, and like they just they don't want to give you the time of day. Right. Um, whereas in Mexico. Even at a show, there's no barrier, really. Anybody can reach out and touch these guys. And they're always going to sign autographs. I've never seen a guy in Mexico turn their back on the fans. They always, if anything, give way too much, and they'll stand there forever signing autographs. And, you know, to me, that's, that's how it should be, because these are the heroes for the people. You know, and I, again, I wouldn't call it names in the U.S. either, because there are some wrestlers I've met up there that are fantastic. So, but it's, it's just such a different vibe down here. Yeah, it is, and, it, and I noticed, I was like, wow, how, how humble they are, how nice they are. I mean, here, you, you get arrested for going up for a wrestler, for God's sake. They're, they're arresting people all the time. But, <laughs> well, you know, just to, just to add to that for a second, it's obviously Shocker, you know, we became, he's a friend of ours, and, and we'd go to the movies, Cinepolis, and even just walking from the, the car to the theater, he would just stop on the escalator, take the pictures. I mean, he can't hide, you know. The mask wrestlers, though, on the other hand, you know, they can, because they just go home, they're masked up, they're, 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 they're another, they're themselves, I guess, right? And so they can have a, a, a more of a private life, um, but of course, you were never going to shoot them without the mouth. So, so that's the difference, too. So what has been the reaction now that, like, for example, Shocker saw the movie, uh, and some, I know you're going to show it now in, um, in Mexico at a film festival, but what has been the reaction from the pro wrestler, the pro wrestling community, Lucha Libre community? Well, thankfully, actually, you know, and, and I think this is because we were very respectful and, you know, trying to represent them as they saw themselves, um, their reaction has been very positive. And the Lucha community here has, has really supported us um, since they've been seeing the film. And, and, you know, obviously it's grown over time because you can't show the film to every single person right off the bat. But as we've been hearing about it, uh, you know, the, the positivity of it has been, has been really reaffirming, you know, because we, the last thing we wanted to do was to make a film where when the wrestlers watched it, they were like, well, that's not really our life. That's not, you know, that's not true, you know, so, so it's been, it's been good. It has been good. Yeah. I mean, Shocker obviously has been the one who's come out, who's even come out in screenings and, you know, I would say most people have seen, it. I think that this, this screening, like we said, sexy starts coming down to see it. Um, you know, now that it's on Netflix in the States, Obviously, more people can see it, but um, but it's been good. It's been positive. We, we we couldn't be happier. And uh, yeah. so, I mean, this is a hit. It's been a hit on Netflix. So the people are watching. They're talking in online. Are we going to see a follow up to Lucha Mexico? Perhaps Lucha Mexico dos? Yeah, there's. Uh, well, I'll, I'll be honest. There's a piece that we put together that's maybe not totally complete. That we want to put together for Lucha Mexico dos. That is you can see some of it, I guess, in US on the DVD, but we're going to expand it to a, a more of a full-length piece um, to be released uh, with, with a little bit of follow-up stuff, but also a lot of characters that didn't make the original film scenes and, you know, other moments with characters that are, are in the film that just we didn't have enough time for. Um, it, so it's sort of a part two in a sense. And then, you know, down the line we have another idea for a follow-up that would connect very much to this, but that would... You know, that, that's maybe on the back burner a little. But there is definitely another part coming along that, that uh, we're, we're pretty happy to be sharing. And, and, and one more question here. Again, I mentioned this prior that during the filming of this, this uh, documentary, there were some wrestlers that passed away. How, how Was that difficult to get, like, like a shock? 
soccer. You know, these they, they worked with Pedro Aguayo. They worked with all these guys. H- how was it working with them through in that that phase of um, of sadness? You know, of, I just lost my brother who I wrestled with, or my coworker that I work with all the time in in, in the ring. Oh yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it was really difficult. I mean, with Fabian. Um, you know, that, that happened very early on when we yeah. started shooting and, um, I mean, it sort of came out of nowhere and, and, you know, Shocker was very close to him. There were other wrestlers that we interviewed that were very close to him and, um, they, you know, of course it took, took a while for, and that was difficult to edit just because, he, you know, Fabian was such a nice guy and sure. he'd opened up to him so much. He shared his gym with us and we'd, we'd have lunch with him and. Um, and then, of course, with Peril, um, again, we were thinking we were going to make this, like, fun movie, you know, and then that first thing happened, and then as we were finishing the film, and we had finished the cut, Peril dies, and then we had to, again, deal with that and talk to the wrestlers like Damien and Halloween, who, who it was just so heartbreaking to to have to do that, you know, and because it was such a free thing, and... Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, another thing that you're talking about, two people, you know, a lot of people also mentioned the fact that, like, um, Dr. Ecky uh, died along the way. He was in the match where Fabian was in his mask. Wow. Um, we didn't know him as well. Um, and he died around the same time as Fabian. Wow. Um, but he's in this a little bit. And then Hector Garza, who is uh, yes. a little part of the other piece. I mean, we might put out some stuff with him, but again, he's somebody we didn't know necessarily as well. But, you know, there's a lot of different people. I think with Fabian and Harold, though, uh, they were two people who really let us in mm-hmm. in certain ways. And, and like, Carol was very supportive of us and knew, he understood what we were going for with the film. It was He did a lot to try and help us and, and to push forward with us and uh, give us access to, to things. So, you know, when 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 somebody dies like that, you you know, I guess there are different ways you could treat it, but we thought, well, what we have to do is honor them and honor them the best way we can by, by showing them and their life and a little piece of them and what they meant to people. Uh, and, and, you know, not to exploit the depth, but to celebrate them as, as the people they were. So we don't, we kind of don't want it to be dwelling on the depth, but you have to address it. And, and it's just, it's a very difficult thing to do. Um, and we, we, uh, hope we struck the right balance with that because they were great guys and yeah. we hope that people can see it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ian, Alex, thank you so much for your time. Check out Lucha Mexico right now on Netflix, available in the United States and in Canada. And you can visit LuchaMexicoFilm.com for more information. If you're a pro wrestling fan, and honestly, guys, you don't even have to be a pro wrestling fan. I think this is just a a documentary that anyone could see this other side about just being luchadors or professional wrestlers. I mean, these guys, you go in-depth in their life what they go through. It's a job they do. They put their bodies on the line, and they show you the struggles. So thank you, guys, for, for... putting that out there to light because not too many people are aware of it and those fans that are Lucha Libre that are, are Lucha Libre fans or wrestling fans get to know that other side of the business thanks to you guys thank you well thank, thank you and that's exactly what we hope people see you know we, we appreciate that thank you so much Rodolfo. we appreciate it thank you guys and appreciate again once again Lucha Mexico check it out right now on Netflix both available in Canada and in the United States and soon all over the world thanks so much guys Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. All right, George, well, 
There you have the directors of Lucha Mexico. Make sure you watch it now on Netflix streaming in the United States and Canada only. It will be streaming later in other places around the world on Netflix. Well, UFC 210 is over. DC, Daniel Cormier retained his light heavyweight title. And Anthony Rumble Johnson retired on that very same night. But the whole story behind this was how DC weighs in a tool six, a tool six and change. People are saying, what the hell is this? What's going on? He, he, he asked to leave for about two, three minutes. Then he comes back and all of a sudden, he's 205. And people are shouting, what the hell is this? So anyways, DC beats Anthony Johnson fair and square. And he, he, he won it very, very fair. And they're booing him while he's having his victory speech. And then we learn about Anthony Johnson's uh, retirement. But either way, DC is getting a lot of heat. In fact, he calls himself the Roman Reigns of mixed martial arts. Because the people are just booing him. Now, I know he comes off as a little bit arrogant. Because he does. But it's funny. Because then across from him, outside of the octagon, you have John Jones. And we all know all the trouble that John Jones has gotten into. But despite that, he gets the booze, and John Jones doesn't. What do you want me to say? Um, personally, I believe, uh, yes, there's a mystery behind the whole one-pound thing. Yeah, you're definitely a big-time mystery. Uh, time will tell what's going to happen, you know, come... Uh, you know, whenever they do find a solution for all this, because it is weird how one minute he's wearing something and the next minute he's not, and it only took two minutes. So I I, I don't know what to tell you in that situation. But then he gets booed after just beating a rumble, and then John Jones, the same guy who also have broken the law, has done many many stuff to, from, from cheating the fans. Out of the uh, out of a fight they want to see between Cormier and him, I, I don't know. It's like it's a toss up. It's like, hey, who are you booing for? Who are you cheering for? But that's why those people pay their money. They could boo or cheer whoever they want. One day they could, you know, boo said person. The next day they could cheer for him. They're paying for those tickets, so let them speak their opinion. In this case. They were speaking their opinion against Cormier, so let them speak. Well, Anthony Johnson retired. He made the announcement. And, and again, once again, social media, lovely social media, the trolls, those bunch of bums that don't work and all they do is sit back and steal Wi-Fi from McDonald's and tweet their lives away, were just basically talking trash about all the coaches, how they left Anthony Johnson, who is talking about his retirement, and they left him by behind. He read the truth. Andy Huth, the coach, was upset. He was pissed off. Anthony Johnson didn't follow the directions. They went through a plan. And he said, you know what? I'm pissed off. So he ended up leaving. And Johnson was looking for his coaches. But then they had a conversation after the announcement. And they pieced it. Either way. The internet was going wild over it. But listen. Despite that. Despite the whole situation. Anthony Johnson was a great, great fighter. Uh, you know, the guy just wanted out of MMA. He, he said he's had enough. Like he said, he was tired of taking punches and rolling around with dudes, and he wanted to change. So the rumor is he was heading to the NFL. He's already gone and said and stated and quoted he is not going to the NFL. Plus, I don't know if he's going to there. But 
he might be going to pro wrestling, George. We might be getting another guy, which I asked that to Blue Meanie, that is, an, is a mixed martial artist jumping ship to pro wrestling. And let me tell you, Anthony Rumble Johnson is a scary dude. You, uh, well, no, you were not there. I actually saw him. I've interviewed him several times, but I saw him at a SmackDown show uh, here in South Florida. So it's a rumor. But let me tell you, if Anthony Johnson were to make that jump from MMA to pro wrestling, we got a serious contender. And you know who started this whole MMA going over to wrestling? Dan the Beast Severn. Basically, it's been a popular thing since Dan the Beast. It went down to Tank Abbott, to Ken, Ken Shamrock, to, you know, the list goes on and on, to the Ronda Rouseys, Matt Riddle, you know. Shanna Baszler. Yep. Yeah, Shanna Baszler. Baszler. Uh, Baszler, sorry. Uh, basically, these are all things that is not stranger to the world of professional wrestling. Uh, we've seen a lot of transitions from MMA to pro wrestling. But at the same time, we also have seen a lot of transition from pro wrestling to MMA. And as much as both promoters do not respect each other's sport, per se, because we've heard Dana White talk about wrestling, and we've heard it, well, technically, we've never heard wrestling talk about UFC. But there are certain individuals within both organizations that respect each other's sport, and those are the people, the ones that are transitioning, that respect. So... Do what I like to see rumble in a wrestling ring. Sure, if Matt Riddle's stealing shows all over the country, let's see what Rampage, uh, Rumble can do. Well, let's see. I like to see Anthony Johnson uh, inside a pro wrestling ring. It'd be a lot of fun. With that said, we like you. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to the Roman Show this week. Make sure you visit us on our website, theromanshow.com. Follow us on our social media, twitter.com forward slash theromanshow. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash allromano201, where we will have some new interviews posted very, very soon. With that said, we'll catch you on on The Roman Show. If you haven't been on, you haven't heard. We'll catch you next week right here as we welcome Roman Salazar on the program. And coming up very soon, George, Ring of Honor wrestler, former Impact Wrestling wrestler and tag champion, and now the basis of Tech Perfection. The Heavy Metal Rebel right here on the program as we talk some rock on the program coming up very soon. So tune in very, very soon to hear that interview. We'll catch you here right next program of The Roman Show. Thanks so much. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.